When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, I'm Horace Butt. I'm the head of product and design over at ClickUp, and I'm about to have a productive conversation with Mike Vardy. Welcome to A Productive Conversation. It's Mike Vardy here once again, and this time around, I'm chatting with Horace Butt. Horace is the head of product design at ClickUp, which is the productivity software that we use here to run everything that's going on in my business, and uh, it is a leading productivity platform. Now, we're going to get into just the... Largely, we're going to talk about ClickUp uh, Brain, um, and we're going to talk about some of those elements there. But rest assured, this is not an infomercial for ClickUp because we dive into AI and our excitement around it, the concept of trust when it comes to AI and using it in terms of becoming more productive and uh, elevating productiveness and improving one's relationship with time. It's a really interesting conversation. I didn't know which way it was entirely going to go. I'm glad it went the way it did. I'm sure you'll feel the same. So now let's get on to my conversation with Horace, but productive conversation at that. Enjoy. Horace, thanks so much for joining me today on the program. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be here. So I'm a ClickUp user. We use ClickUp in my organization. I've been using it for a while. I have still only scratched the surface of what it can do. It is one of those tools that, uh, you know, I I love the approach. I love the versatility. And I love the fact that you can do pretty much everything that you want to do inside of it. One thing that I've started to do with my productivity uh, especially because we're a small operation, like it's myself, my operations assistant, I have someone who helps treat the videos and podcasts that we put together, is manpower. You know, we're a small business, you know, and and since generative AI came along, it has been something that I've been very, very intrigued about, played with. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, one of the things I will do is I will occasionally take my my own research from preparing for interviews like this, conversations, throw it into chat GPT-4 and say, hey, let's formulate some questions that, you know, let's look up other appearances that Horace has had. Let's do like, so it's saving me time, but I know that there's a balancing act there. So first off, why don't you share what, what you what you do for ClickUp? And then I want to dive into like the conversation around AI because it is a hot button topic and, 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 <laughs> yeah, and, and how sure. you can go too far with it, right? Because I think there is that right out of the gate. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm the head of product and design over at ClickUp. So what that uh, largely entails is kind of, um, one, examining our, our customers and their needs and kind of developing a strategy to help them help them save time. And I think on the flip side, kind of taking productivity to new heights in some ways and kind of imagining what the future looks like. 
uh, um, based on the tools we have at our disposal today. And obviously, emerging tech, exciting emerging technologies that kind of emerge along the way. Um, yeah, so over over the past, you know, unless you've been <laughs> living under a rock or something, past like six months, it's been all about AI, which I think is uh, what what you're referring to. <laughs> well, and and, and I think it, the, the distinction between generative AI and other types of AI, I think, is important too, because there are people who like I'll, I'll give you an example. When the Beatles released their so, uh, song "Now and Then," people were freaking out. Oh my God, it's generative AI. It's this. It's that. And first off, the arguments from the Beatles themselves, the surviving ones, were like, we would have done this. Like John, like the surviving Beatles would have done this because they love to play with sound sure. and stuff. But there's a difference between like generative AI and the kind of AI that they were using. And I think that that distinction n- needs to be kind of accentuated because there are a lot of people that just hear the term AI and they think – you know, Skynet and they think about all that stuff, right. As opposed to, and they're going to, they're coming for our jobs, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a lot more nuance to that, isn't there? No, for sure. Absolutely. There, you know, I think, I think at the, at the heart of it all, it's, it it really kind of boils down, boils down to trust. Um, in some ways, like you, you trust the underlying system, you trust the underlying data. Um, and then you trust the response in some ways where I think uh, even, even for generative AI, right? You, you mentioned there is a part of your workflow that is taking information about me, maybe formatting it, like asking for additional information yep. or questions about me. That's generative in some sense, right? Taking yep. an existing subset of data and using it to help like enhance your workflow or help you save time. And then I think there's the flip side to generative AI that is just anything that, that might be net new, whether mm-hmm. it be by mashing a bunch of your own thoughts together or taking other people's content and ideas and blending them with your own. Um, in a previous conversation I had, we talked about this also, where I don't, I like to just call it remixing. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, like instead, instead of like generative anything it's just like there is an underlying set of data whether you can see it or not right Mm -hmm. and the quality of that data will vary from system to system so you have all these new uh large language models you have all these modalities too you can use pictures you can use audio you can use text um and depending how all of that stuff kind of blends together in this black box of sorts that we call ai it produces a, a response of a certain quality and I think that's just so cool. <laughs> like, it I is. can't think of a single. I, it, it is. It is just so cool. It and, is. Um, I think specifically to your comment about like the Skynet kind of. Uh, yeah, the comment. fear. The fear, because it is. I mean, it's it's it, it's. We live in a world where fear is fear fear works, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I that was that was largely why I. I mentioned trust in the beginning because, you know, the, the, the real reason that Skynet kind of feeling, uh, exists, I think is because of that black box. And for myself also, there are so many times week over week where I'm like struggling with an idea or a thought or something I'm working on. And I'll, I'll be like, well, let me, let me just use AI real quick and see if I can unblock myself. 
And I don't know why. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> no, no, but it's true. Like, so I'll give you a few examples. Cause I think that this is important. Most people, like I had this conversation with my wife when I first started to really dive into AI tools and I'll speak specifically about chat GPT four. Initially, I can get barred up here with a VPN in Canada. You can't, it's, it's not something you get access to unless you have a VPN. Really? And, yeah. yeah it's only, that. it's only in the U S um, so far. Really? Yeah. 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 So, Interesting. and That's same thing with their notebooks LM, which is I'm lo like Steven Johnson and his team are working on that. That's something I'm really enjoying too, where you can take a bunch of different material, research material, put them into like an academic style notebook that you would research. And then you can start to kind of develop thoughts around that. So I've had conversations with, you know, chat GPT four bard, which is like, you know, around the idea of, oh, wow, this is super cool. Yeah. I had not seen this. You're looking at notebook LM. <laughs> yeah. I had not seen this. <laughs> it is, it is incredibly cool, but it's to your, to your point, it's, it's only going to be as valuable as what you put in. So I'll give you an example when I try. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking about body clock productivity a lot. I talk about, you know, as a night owl, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, there's not a lot of research that surfaces about that that doesn't, you know, kind of kill the stigma that it gets associated with night owls, that they procrastinate, they're lazy, that why, why they should get up earlier, et cetera, et cetera. So the interesting thing is I can grab a bunch of academic papers around circadian rhythms that is generic and I can put them into one of those notebooks and then start to formulate ideas around like, hey, look at this and see if you can find anything about this, which, you know, Going back to what I was going to say originally is the idea of where my wife's like, well, why wouldn't you just Google that? I'm like, but the thing is, is that using Google or Bing or any of these search engines, and again, ChatGPT is using Bing, Bard is using Google, you know, my, uh, Notebooks LM is like using whatever you give it. It's not even going outside of those, those parameters because it's even more refined. Um, the The thing is, is if I'm trying to find, let's say I want to make a, a meal out of fish, right? I have fish, I have dill, I have, but I don't know what I want to make. Like rather than go to a recipe bloggers website, what if I said, Hey, you know, I have the following ingredients. We yeah. like Mediterranean food, craft sure. me a recipe that involves these ingredients. And it does it as opposed to me going, well, where is, can I find a recipe online that has all these ingredients? Cause that's going to take you time. Number one, you're not going to get the results that you want or close to what you want. Now, the tricky part is of course, have you ever had a recipe that chat GPT or any of these AI tools have made? Have you, Horace, have, have you ever had a recipe? Uh, I have actually, this, this, <laughs> this is actually a little too relatable to me, <laughs> but, um. but how, what, so, so my question for you then is, was it great was it bad or was it just okay? Uh, it was just okay. Yeah. But I would chalk it up to my lack of skills in the kitchen. But that's the point. <laughs> than any instruction from the from the computer. But then at the same time, you know, like maybe my computer wants to poison me. Well, maybe, like, <laughs> well, no. But I think I think the point there is is that the more information you feed these tools, the better your results are going to get. And a lot of, a lot of, you know, when we talk about fear, it's like, write me a blog post. Well, okay. Or write that, like, for, for example, saying that you want that recipe, if you just said, make me a recipe with fish and dill and that, it's going to give you like the most basic recipe. But as soon as you add things like Mediterranean style or 
I want to use my Instant Pot or whatever. The, the more you, dr- it's again niching down. The more you niche down, the more you get. It's all. In. It's all. It's all the data yeah. under the hood, right? Yep. It's like I, I, I think about this stuff a lot, especially as it pertains to, you know, IP and productivity yep. and teams and businesses. Spent a lot of time thinking about it, and you know, the reason why trust is so important in, is that you get your recipe. Whether there's there's one part to it that is the example you gave between your wife saying just Google it versus you know using ChatGPT, where you know you think about how how the biggest uh, information retrieval system on the planet works for mm-hmm. people, right? You ask the dumbest questions in this little input box on the most popular website in the history of mankind, and you kind of hit the mystery button, and it's like, well, here's a list of ten links that might give you some part of an answer to a larger question in your mind. And you kind of just like create this jerry-rigged feedback loop of sorts, just kind of clicking through links and making a hodgepodge of an answer for yourself. And now for the first time, like you can like explain yourself. Right. Right. Infidelity. And so like with AI, I kind of like, especially from like a product lens and how we think about it from like an experience, especially with like uh click up brain and such it's, it's like, it's like establishing a language, like getting people comfortable with the fact that you can you can express yourself to a computer in a way that you just haven't been able to, right? Which is why people like are creating quick hacks and tools and you know agents and such. It's it, for the first time you're talking to a computer, right? Yeah, like yeah. I have I have a I have a tool to help me make scripts for interviews. You bring up and, a really good. So the hacks thing. Okay. So if we go back to the origin of the term life hacks, that was for coders. Like that's what it was for. Exactly. And we're back there with this in a Just lot a of ways. Just a new abstraction layer where before, if you wanted to, if you wanted to generate yeah. a script for this interview, you want to write a simple Python program, right? Have fun. I mean, you could do it, but it's almost more, it's a chore. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Number one, number two, very few number, few people could even do it in a way that exactly represents the way you're imagining it. Right. And now I'm telling you, yo, you can do that. Just like having your morning coffee and, you know, almost like doing a little crossword just to get your, get your mind up and running. Right. And you can do it to have like, again, discussions. Like I've, I've, um, I'm working on a piece right now. It's kind of like going back to my roots of productivity parody where I'm talking about like, forget inbox zero, look at inbox Nero, like the Roman emperor Nero and how it thrived on chaos and stuff like that. And how, and I asked chat GPT four, I'm like, I want to do this. How do, how do I structure this in a way that makes sense to the reader? And I gave it a list of my points. So this is, I think this is the key too. And we're going to get into click up brain here in a minute, because I think that this is where, uh, and Francesco D'Alessio and I had this conversation about like where productivity tools will go with this. So I want to get into this in just a moment here. But when I, when I asked it those questions and I gave it the data that I want, like you said, contextually with fidelity coming from me, it was like, first off, we all know you're going to get confirmation bias from any AI tool that you're using because like, certainly this is great. Like it, you're going to get that very rarely. Are you going to get like, I don't think this is a good idea. Um, unless you ask, is this a good idea? Right. Like, unless you're very, oh, very for sure. Yeah. There's <laughs> actually a really, there's a really funny example I like to get, which is it, it, like, I thought it was so hilarious. Like uh, me, me and Zeb, he's the, uh, he's the CEO of, of the company. We, I can't remember what we were trying to think through. It's so like late last year, but 
it was like a decision we had to make or something like that. And so he, I think we were using Bard or something like that. Yeah. And you, he opened it up and he was like, uh, he described the situation and, and, and the thinking we had. And he's like, what's the right, what's the right decision here? Should I do this or should I not? Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the information, like we wrote, wrote, like wrote that out. And it gave an opposite answer of what we were expecting or what we were leaning towards, right? And he goes, wrong answer, try again. And then it just like completely yep. flips the script and gives yep. like <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 there's a story about um the person when it when Chat GPT for four first came out or three whenever it was, and they said, um, this is how we know that it's you can't trust it hundred percent. It goes, um, what is five plus four? And Chat GPT four went like Chat GPT went, Well, it's nine. He goes, Well, but my wife says it's eight. And they go, Well, it's nine though. And then and then the person said, But my wife is always right. And then it changed it. I go, well, if your wife is yeah, always yeah, right, yeah. then it must be eight, <laughs> right? It's like, so, but I mean, when I, when I, I think it's important, again, the nuance, right? The nuance matters. So when we start talking about using productivity tools in this way, right? Because I think one of the things that is fascinating to me is we get stuck. One of the biggest things, and I'm sure I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You probably have data on this, is the things that people don't do is they don't break down those bigger tasks into manageable chunks, right? So they're putting things into ClickUp or any tool like that, and they're saying, like, work on book. Or they're doing, like, file, I mean, you know, write report of X. And I know with ClickUp AI, which is kind of like, the I, I'm a, you know, I was able to, like, give me some steps. And ClickUp started to do some of that. And, again, it's not unique to all the tools are starting to gravitate this way for if I mean, we know the way it kind of worked with all these apps is like natural language. Yes, please. Everyone went natural language. Now it's like AI, right? Everyone's. So what, what are some of the things that click up brain solves or can give offer people who are thinking first off click up can be a daunting tool for a lot of people when, cause it, it's, it's big. It's got a lot of capabilities among again, they're not the only one that's like that. I can think of several that have that vastness to them. So what can ClickUp Brain do to kind of maybe either help people with that curve of using it in a way that will help them be more productive or just those that are already using it and they're well healed into it, maybe changing some of the ways that they're using it to get even more out of it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, great question. Uh, I, I, I kind of look at it from two different lenses. I think the first lens is, I think closer to your comment about ClickUp being like such a vast tool and being able to do so much and being very, very daunting. You know, we see that, we see that all the time with our customers where we're businesses that are more established, familiar with project management tools and productivity programs and such. They come, they pick it up. There's a little bit of variance, but they, they get the motions. They, they know what they're looking for. I think there's a flip side to it now more than ever actually that is like um personal productivity mm. and personal productivity comes in a lot of different flavors in the sense that you know people are trying i think you know we productivity isn't just about work anymore it's about you know organizing your life in some ways and kind of blending it with the work that you have to get done um there's people who are just learning how to be productive with their tools at work um so we slice and dice it in a number of different ways but i think those two buckets are kind of how i look at it and with ClickUp Brain specifically, um, I try and approach it the same way with uh, with my teams. Where for new people, I think we get to look at productivity with a fresh set of eyes, mm-hmm. right? Like the delta between 
an idea or a task that you have and actually executing against it, quite vast, right? Yep. Kind of like you said, people don't break things down. Um, they, you know, underestimate how long it, they underestimate how yeah, long it'll take. Like all, those, all those age-old problems that, that tools just can't necessarily solve, but they feel that they will solve. It's so fast. You've seen this. I mean, people jump in. Well, this is supposed to do this for me. Mm, well, you need the fundamentals in place as yeah, well, for sure. right? Absolutely. And like the cool thing is, is like with, I mean, with ClickUp, our mission is to, I, I love our mission more than anything. It's like, it's like, it's all oriented around saving people time, mm-hmm. right? It's like completely independent of like a prescription or anything like that. It's like time is so valuable. And we, we actually practice this in the sense that we, everything we do inside of the product is, is designed in some ways to give you some of that time back. And for, for, for people who are not fluent with their computers and such, I think this is where brain has a lot of potential in that you come in, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a podcaster and here's what I'm trying to do. Like actually one of my, one of my closest friends is trying to do this right now. And he's like, Oh, I got to have a studio set up. I got to have a format. I have to have a schedule and agenda. Like the laundry list goes on and on. And such a simple idea. I just want to start a podcast. Yep. You know, uh, on the surface, it's, Simple isn't, al- simple, simple isn't always easy though, right? Like simple and easy are two different things. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think this is, this is, this reflects like, as far as uh click that brain goes, our philosophy on that is like, let's reduce the time between you wanting to act on that thing and like beginning to execute against it. Right. So that might come with generating subtasks automatically for you. Right, you're trying to start a podcast. That's a pretty easy, easy one. We can give you five five simple things for you to keep in mind. Right, and from there, I think it gets really interesting in the sense that the feedback loop today is we get a, you get a suggestion from AI, and then you start talking with AI. Yep. Right, and I, you know, as much as I love conversations, I think talk is cheap, and I think it's a whole lot more about action than anything else. And so from from that POV, when it comes to saving time, much of ClickUp Brain is oriented around taking action with uh, with knowledge that already exists or with something new that you're trying to do. And much of the experience is being shaped around that philosophy in some ways where it's like, you know, we, we don't want this to be a question and answer system. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, like pe- people say, people say co-pilot a lot, you know, there's like yeah. Microsoft co-pilot, there's, uh, I don't know, there's lots of co-pilots. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think of it as like autopilot. <laughs> like yeah. I, I really like autopilot a lot um, in the sense that like, I don't want to spend any of my time doing mundane, boring, repetitive tasks. Right. And so the biggest potential I think with AI is to kind of determine those patterns up front and help you act on them act on your behalf if you trust it to number one um or help you act on them 10 times 100 times faster um so that's i think you know for the new age of productivity where we get mm-hmm. to look at the world with a fresh set of eyes kind of thing so it, then, you, go sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead i, know, yeah. I was just gonna say the other side too which yeah is, yeah go ahead with I, the I other think, side because i've got i've got well, some stuff i want to expand upon but go go there first Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the flip side to it is you, you look at a company like ClickUp or a big, big company, 
you know, mid, mid, mid-size, lar- lar- large, maybe even enter- enterprise company. And there's so much domain knowledge. There's so much process. There's just, it's just me as a person who spent the majority of his career working at startups, like coming, coming to large organizations and just see, just seeing how much density there is to how things run and how people get things done. It's daunting. Mm-hmm. It's very daunting. Um, and we solve those problems today by having program managers, project managers, every kind of manager under the sun. And, um, you know, I think that th- this is where a lot of time savings will come from as, uh, as well, where, uh, whether it be shaving off precious minutes, people from, from, uh, each knowledge worker trying to find answers to a question that they hopelessly like go, you know, we have universal search, we have, um, knowledge-based Q and a, where you can mark docs inside of ClickUp and say that this is like verified information, um, getting, getting you to information faster. Um, and also kind of helping you take action on those things in a way that like automatic scheduling, right. Taking in all these like resource constraints and seamlessly mapping it out on like a beautiful calendar. It sounds like something out of my minority report, but <laughs> <laughs> these are the kinds of these are the kinds of things we're thinking about now because it's actually where so much time gets lost, yep. right? Just the relay of information. If we only focused on that for the next year, I think we give people like fifty percent of their time back at work. It's it's reducing friction. Like that's really what this is. All. I mean, one of the reasons that you see tools that are you know, and and Francesco and I talked about this. We will definitely link to that episode. But like a tool should get you about eighty five percent of the way there, right? Like in theory, like you know, it, you know, one tool could get you. And that's why people use a suite of different things, right? You know, like we use ClickUp for internal conver- like conversations around things that already exist, but we also use Front for email because some things don't necessarily need to go into ClickUp. However, Front and ClickUp integrate, which makes it easier to fr- – so you want to reduce as much friction as possible. And from the, from the sounds of it, um, you know, what AI can do – and it, 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 that's the thing is, is if we can focus on the things that it will do in terms of – Allow, freeing up humans to do the things that only humans can do. I think that's key. Like for my assistant, there's stuff she's doing inside of ClickUp that we really don't need her to be doing, right? We Like we should have some automations set up so that it's like one thing, this, this, done, bang, right? Instead of, oh, we're adding this, we're doing that. And and I think the the, the interesting thing is when you're trying to get people time back, which is, you know, and save time – most of this is either friction that's external or internal friction, right? And AI, to me, seems like it can serve both of those masters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, actually, good, good call out on the diversity of, of tools and solutions as well. So, like, I, I didn't touch on that. You know, ClickUp is such a vast product because at some point or another, we look at how do we save people? We look at all the different workflows and we're like, oh, damn, there, you know, as much as we'd love for there to be like one solution that does it all. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, that's why it's like one app that does it all. It actually has like lots of other uh, component parts yep. that kind of play a larger productivity story for different things. I think that's probably one of the biggest opportunities for us that we're, we're connecting the dots on now as well, where, you know, we have an inbox. Uh, we can summarize conversations for you instantly, right? And we we have tasks and lists and we can 
keep you up to speed on all of your projects with a click of a button. Now we've we've kind of automated and streamlined these things. Now imagine those things connected to one another yeah. where that context is being passed. That's kind of scary. <laughs> it, it, but, like it's so cool. But, but scary good. Like scary good. So, yeah, think, scary, scary, yeah. scary good. Because one of the things we look at then is, you know, one of our, I, I, like, I, I don't want to say like mantras or philosophies was like, you know, the, the whole idea of all your, all your work in one place or one app to rule them all in that is that like, in so many cases, like workflows are like diametrically opposed in some ways where like you have sales and you have engineering and they have their weird wonky programs and uh, sales has their programs too. And they all have like different like documentations and patterns and things like that. Now imagine that those two are entirely automated and seamlessly connected, right? Yeah. Where something's coming off the production line, right? And the enablement is done exactly to spec as the sales team needs it. Right. And it happens in one place. So none of the context is lost. And that's not even, that's not even like you can do that with ClickUp right now, yep. which is kind of crazy. It's a hub. It's, like I look at ClickUp as a hub. There's no wrong answer to this. Right. So for example, you could, again, ClickUp's not unique to this, but it is something I can speak because as, as a ClickUp user, like you could use ClickUp Docs or you could use Google Docs. Like they can connect. Like you can make all that work, but why? Like it, it makes you, I, I think the interest, again, this goes back to the friction idea is anytime you can add something to the mix that reduces friction, it's worth looking at because, and I was actually just chatting with uh, another podcast guest before we jumped on. And I talked about like these levels of attention, like there's noticing, like you notice this doesn't, eh, all right, it's more passive. You know, you, you, you're not really super engaged with it. Then there's awareness. You've got a little bit of a deeper level of, of engagement. Um, you might, start to get some clarity around it, but it's still hazy. Most people don't go past that. Like they'll read a headline and go, well, I'm aware of it. Well, yeah, but yep. are you really aware of it? Then there's attention. Like attention is kind of like the middle, like, oh, I'm going to pay attention to this. I'm going to give it, I've got some clear, I want to have clarity around it. I want to, I want to be more informed. I don't want to be a passive observer. I want to be able to be responsive instead of reactive. But then we go to focus, which is like, okay, I'm going to block out some other stuff so I can really kind of give this what it needs. And then there's concentration, which is like, this is like myopic, which you can't stay. And by the way, you can't stay in that realm very long either, right? Like there is, there's fatigue that sets in, there's all that. But if you can remove friction from the equation, because attention, while time is the resource that is objective and we can measure it and we can see it and, you know, I mean, there's so many, like chronologically at least, but attention is harder to measure because it's far more qualitative. It's not like we have like an attention meter. We can surely collapse you know, kind of coalesce it with energy and being a night owl versus being an early, sure. like we can do that. But if you can remove friction, then what that does is it allows you to spend more time in the, just the middle part of attention, like that middle step, as opposed to, well, I noticed that, but I don't, let's, let's way over there. Right. Like there's no, but, but by using AI to tether that the, the, the leap isn't as far. You can go, well, that's okay. It's right here. Like I can see it. I can act on it. There's really interesting ways that we can do this. And if we dismiss AI out of hand or we go, it's taking jobs from people that, you know, well, you could have an assistant do that. And this is not new either. I mean, Horace, there's calendar booking appointment 
software now that people are like, well, yeah, but you can have – why would you have your administrative assistant book your appointments when you can use Savvy Cal or something like that, right, or any other myriad of tools? So it, it's just – how do you get people to buy in? That's probably the best – like well, what, you what, know, the what thing is – going like, to happen, yeah. like I spent a lot of my time thinking about this, but – labor will just evolve it's mm-hmm. happened throughout the course of human history P- people are able to do so many new and incredible things like i i remember i remember like picking up photoshop for the first time when i was like you know just a kid and i like you know playing around with photographs and illustrations and stuff like that it took me for like i just remember i was like obsessed but it took me so long to learn photoshop right right and that was like a thing and now i look at my little brother and he can use Dolly and, uh, you know, mid journey to write and he writes prompts and he can, he makes like awesome graphic art by just like typing it out in words. And I'm like, damn, that's cool. And not only is it just him, it's tons of other kids like him that are like making me, and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. You know, you look at people who, uh, started original like YouTube channels and things like that. And you look at the superstars that have emerged with like into like the power of an all like an entire broadcasting network right um it, 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 like things just change yeah. and you you, you become like we become more capable and i there there's always going to be a little bit of like doom speak and stuff like that but you know i think that's just i think people are just way way more resilient than the headlines uh like i i, I choose to believe that too like steven pinker like you know you know, everything is better. Like the world is actually much better than we think it is. It's just because again, attention, we have a lot of things that like, that's what pushes, you know, like there's a lot of things vying for our attention. Um, before I let you go with, I'll talk about click up brain very specifically. What was the one thing when you were, when you've been putting it together that blew your mind? Like, what was like, is okay, there, this actually ha- this okay. actually happened like three days, three days ago. Okay. Um, so one of the things, one of the things, that I think is really fun to work on is that like no one really uh, there, there's obviously like a class of technologists such as ourselves that like understand the lingo and some things under the hood and the inner working, but like the greater majority of people like don't get it. Right. Like yeah. there's no interface for AI. AI is just like a thing that's all over the news and works like Google and gives you smart answers, cheat on your homework. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's this thing. It's, it's this thing. And you, you, like, uh, like we talk a lot about this with our teams as well. It's like, you don't, people don't know what's possible until you show them what's possible. Right. Um, and so the same, honestly, like I have like all these tools that I've built for myself, but they're really cool. Like you don't know what's capable when all of your work data is like accessible with it. Like you just like, it just hasn't, hasn't, it hasn't like manifested entirely in, in within the realm of productivity. So I accidentally clicked one of our smart suggestions based on the data we have under the hood mm-hmm. and based on my role. So inside of ClickUp Brain, it knows I'm the head of product design. Uh, it knows all the things that um, I've I've touched all my activity inside the workspace. Like I, I'm, I'm not regularly thinking about how it has access to it. And I accidentally clicked it. I think it was like our our status update example where it was like give me give me a 24 hour summary of of the most most recent like most urgent or prior or like uh, like top priority projects that right. I'm working on right now. Something to that effect. I accidentally clicked it and it produced a response and it was damn near perfect right 
And I was just like, yeah, I design and build these things with my teams. <laughs> and to see that response, I, I was just like, wow. Right. And then I kind of like stepped back from how would I produce this update today? Because it's what I need, it's mm-hmm. what I want, it's what I get every week. And how would I produce it today? And all the steps I would take. And it, it was it was like hours of my time back. But like it saved my Friday. Um, and so I think about that at scale with all the organizations that are beginning to use ClickUp right now and what all these like leaders and managers and ICs are going to experience when that information is available with a click of a button, right? Yeah, to be able to say like, I mean, I could just imagine right now, like what are the projects that have been lying dormant for how long? Like what's the oldest dormant project that I've got? Because yeah. and, and, and it'd be like, it, like that. it tells you and then you're like, okay, now as the human, I'm going, well, this has been dormant for how long? Oh my gosh, three years. Is this something I'm ever actually going to do? Or is it something yep. like, so it's surface, it's it's again about surfacing this stuff. It's interesting before I like the one of the last things that, I, to show you, like, again, to, to bring to your point, the idea of they don't know what it, you know, most people don't understand it. My brother, uh, who is a, was a chef in a kitchen, he was working as a, as a kitchen manager. He was like, we were talking about AI and his kids, like his stepkids knew about it and all that stuff. And I said, he goes, well, how, you know, I don't get it. I'm like, okay. So imagine you are, and I used to work, when I worked at Costco, I was in charge of the service deli. So you, food costs are a real thing. And I said, so you're sure. running a restaurant, like basically you're running and you've got like a bunch of kale and you, you've, you've got too much of it. So what if you could like, wh- let's, let's say what, what, lo- what, are, what are a bunch of ingredients that you have that are going to, you know, they, they could turn soon or you want to move them, you know, cause normally what they'd say is like in a kitchen, like the fish is going to go in a couple of days, let's move the fish. Right. Like, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. But I said, what if you could like, give me some examples. Well, I have chicken, I have kale. I have some asparagus, like, and I'm like, okay. And I literally rudimentarily typed in, give me a recipe that would work in a fine dining establishment that contains the following ingredients, chicken breasts, kale, and, and I said, it could be a full, it could be a salad, it could be a, it could be a salad and a main, like I gave it enough information. First off, I just gave it some and he watched it, spit it out. And he was like, and then I go, now let's, let's nuance this a bit more. And, I said, and then ultimately I said, so why would you do this? I, I, instead of just Googling a recipe or coming up with one on your own, I go, you've got lots of stuff to do. Number one, number two, what is your main job at this point? Your, your problem is I have a lot of kale that I need to get rid of and I don't want to throw it out. And in, in the control, that's a controllable, right? If you can save on food waste your your bottom line will be higher, which means you can have the staff you need to do the work. You're, it's going to make you look better just by by asking this phone on the app. Like, and, and at that time, it was just the web, that question. And that was his moment. He was like, oh. Yeah, and that's like that's like B0, yep. right? You know, this is, this is where you have to manually prompt or pr- like get ask for ask a question get an answer right right where where imagine where it's going it's got all your inventory it's got like hey here's our kitchen inventory what food do we here what's going to go bad what recipes can we make that are going to what's our what should yeah, our kitchen that, menu that's be presented to yeah. that's presented to them at the beginning of the week yep. being like hey here's here's what you should cook this week yep right not what can i cook say this is what i think you should cook yeah based on your restaurant based on the reviews once you have all of that context and 
Yeah, like like that kind of touches on the the last part that we're focused on also, which is that that context context is going to be incredible. It, like what it, even into even today, like that example I gave you that really like caught me mm-hmm. off guard. While clicking on it an accident, getting the time savings was cool. Getting that response was incredible. The most interesting thing was the thing that we developed that was all around your role. It knowing that Zeb's the CEO, I'm the head of product design, that someone is an engineering manager. And, and when it's asking for priorities and has all that information about you, when that report, you like, I didn't, I didn't even notice that until I like come through it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this feels like very unique to me. And then I was like, oh yeah, duh. We, we ha- like, it calls out the role right up top and it automatically reads it. That, that's kind of the, like the design challenge of today. And I think how applications will simply need to evolve in that sense where you just have like a richness presented to you in a way that the computers just not have not been able to do to date. Right. Uh, and it's, it, it really is going to be incredible. I'm super excited for it. I am too. And I, I'm really excited that we had the chance to chat today. Uh, Harse, where can people uh, learn more about ClickUp brain and where can people like, again, I'm a fan of ClickUp. I've been using it for a long time. I've been beating the ClickUp drum for quite some time. So, uh, where can people uh, learn more about ClickUp Brain and, and actually get into get into ClickUp itself? Yeah, for sure. You can just go to ClickUp.com. Uh, I think the URL for Brain specifically is ClickUp.com/ai. You can follow us on socials. You can shoot me an email, first name at ClickUp.com. Find us wherever. I think we have a pretty good <laughs> presence online. It's it's out in the wild. Yeah, I, I I really do think it's it's something very exciting for everyone to try, and I look forward to hearing from everyone all about it. Aris, thanks for having a productive conversation with me today. Cheers. Thank you. Big thanks to Harris for joining me on the program today. You can find all of the relevant links and show notes at productivityist.com slash podcast 513. And the easiest way to make sure that you have access to not just this episode, but future episodes and being able to kind of check out what's coming up as well as, of course, what we've had in the archives is to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube now, so you can check out the podcast there as well. Another way to support the show is to check out the sponsors that you heard during today's episode. Just go to productivityist.com slash podcast sponsors. Click on any of those sponsors that interest you. That way they know that we sent you. That's it for this episode. I'll be back next week with another episode, special episode. It's another in our series of PM Talks with myself and Patrick Rohn. Until then, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later.